What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Wrestling Art with Chris Things. <laughs> and gentlemen, welcome to, uh, I guess this is episode three of Wrestling Art with Chris Things. I am Chris Things, your host this week and every week. Thank you for for coming back. And this is a special week right here, a very uh, special uh, edition of the episode, our first ever Wrestling Art Curator episode. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, continuing the old uh, wankiness of of talking about only my own art. I'm, I'm, you know, sharing the love, giving some flowers, because there's some other great wrestling artists out there, quite a bunch actually, and that's the main idea of this podcast, so very excited to get to our first ever curator edition, um, I'm very stoked about this artist, more about that later, I did you want to, just, just want to take a little moment to let you know, this was my first official, like, interview that I did in, in quite a while, so I might have been a little, little on the, on the rusty side, perhaps, maybe a little bit more ums and ahs, and generally potentially sounding like I have some sort of brain injury, I mean, I may do, I did wrestle for five years, but that, that's not the point, I guess, I guess I'm just asking for a little bit of patience, you know, maybe proceed, proceed a little bit with a bit of caution here, but I want to assure you, this was, I thought, a really fun challenge. I had a great time. I think we got some some great uh, stuff in there. It made me really enthused, personally, um, about the idea of this podcast going forward and talking to more wrestling artists. It's just like wrestling artists to wrestling artists, two people talking about something that they both really care a whole bunch about, that the general world maybe doesn't, and we don't get to talk and vibe this much with other people in our community, that's the whole point, so I, I just want to say, I, I think this is really fun, um, but uh, yeah, that, that's a, enough of that, uh, let's, uh, let's jump on into it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am very excited to introduce what uh, actually is our first ever guest on the Wrestling Art Curator podcast, a dude that I am very excited to chat to, a dude whose work I feel has like a awesome energy, uh, expressive quality to it, um, and uh, most of all is totally 
distinctive. Uh, you look at one of these paintings, you know who it is. Uh, so I'm, I'm stoked to introduce our first ever guest, a fellow Aussie, uh, Sam Evans. Welcome to the show, Sam. G'day, Chris. How are you going? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. We uh, just, just for all the listeners at home, we had a little bit of technical uh, difficulties getting this going, but I think we're, we're going to be okay. Fingers crossed. Um, yep. So, uh, Sam, I um, before we get any further, I want to make a point to... Um, Direct our listeners to your uh, Instagram. Um, so this being primarily an audio medium, I think it could be cool for us to kind of uh, add a bit of a visual side of it. We're probably going to be talking about some of these paintings. So it might be good for our, um, our listeners to check out your stuff. So if you open up your little Instagram machines and uh, go to Sam underscore Evans underscore art, I think you'll find a whole bunch of really cool stuff. All right, so... Uh, you do that, and uh, Sam, I I like to with this kind of thing. We're just having a chat about your your practice, uh, what wrestling art means to you, all that kind of thing. So, I mean, getting back to the the start, how did you get into making art of wrestling? Um, uh, basically, there was a whole bunch of WWF magazines in a box. And, you know, when you're sort of getting rid of old stuff, mm-hmm. like, trying not to hoard. And, um, yeah, my wife was encouraging me to throw them out, and I was looking through them. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I'm not getting rid of these. Nice. The, um, the hoarder in me, that makes me very happy. Um, it takes so much to throw that stuff out for me. Yeah, I'm a massive hoarder. <laughs> um, yeah, and I had I had just gotten rid of, you know, the... Um, did you ever read those um, Choose Your Own Adventure books and those sorts of things? I did. I did back in the day. Remember the ones where they had the, um, I don't know, I can't remember what they're called, but they had, like, you'd um, have, a, like, Dungeons and Dragons sort of ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just got rid of all of those as well, so I was a bit sad about that. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not letting these magazines go, so I'm flicking through them. And then I've seen, um, and I, I just sort of started getting back into my art again and, like, trying to take it a bit more seriously. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I was, um, you know, I did a painting of like Leonard Cohen and some other stuff, and it was just a bit directionless. And then, yeah, I just I saw um, the Steamboat Savage pictures um, in the magazine. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have a go painting that one. And yeah, it just took off from there. Awesome. Now, was this? How long ago was this? Uh, 2018. Oh right, so that's that's relatively recent. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, first wrestling painting, 2018, I reckon. I mean, I would have drawn wrestlers when I was a kid and that sort of thing, but, mm-hmm. yeah, as an actual painting painting, that was 2018 where it all sort of began. Cool, that's awesome. It's always a funny thing, kind of the um, falling falling back into it. I mean, same thing, like yeah. getting back into making art. I don't know about you, but there's definitely been periods for myself where it's been quite a while where I haven't done anything and it becomes a, a big thing to sort of get back into it. I think that's one of the things with having a muse like wrestling, you can, there's never, like, there's always something to paint. Like, when you look back on the era that we're both into, it's like, there is always something, you know what I mean? You can oh, never get tired of it. Absolutely, and it's like such a expressive, like rad visual medium, and and especially like what you're saying, that sort of era of like that that classic '80s period where there's like so much bright color and distinctive yep. outfits and all that rad stuff. Yeah, one hundred percent on that. <laughs> so, you mentioned 
drawing wrestling as a kid. That interests me because I myself have, have memories of, of that. Drawing the, the the rock in Austin and all that kind of stuff and the, the attitude error, I guess. Um, but what, yeah. what did yours look like? Mine was more um, like, you know, a bit like a cartoon sort of thing of like King Kong Bundy and like Hulk Hogan. Awesome. Like sort of WrestleMania 2 sort of era. Oh, classic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, I still remember the way I used to draw Bundy. I'd have like a little sort of little round shape on the back of his head, <laughs> like his bald head and that sort of thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I used to enjoy drawing them as a kid as well, which was fun. But I, I, I don't know where they all went. They're all they're all gone. <laughs> like the, the drawings themselves? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, yeah, this, I'm, I'm probably the same. I, I think those kind of dudes are so much fun to draw. Like, the those big, bulbous shapes, like you're saying, with, with Bundy. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I know for myself, like, drawing the, 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 the bigger, weird-looking dudes is probably my favourite. Uh, I mean, do you have, like, a favourite kind of thing there? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, all of them, but, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I struggle with some of them, like, like Andre the Giant, I can... I feel like I can never get his face right. That is so hard. I'm so happy that you said that. <laughs> it makes yeah. me feel better for myself as an artist a little bit. Because I have struggled a bit. What do, what do you think it is about Andre's face? I think it's the gi- gigantism or whatever his um, condition was. Like, I think all of his pr- proportions are just, they don't match like a normal face. And you just kind of... You used to drawing these normal faces, but then when you got Andre, he's just like, yeah, he's got that. I don't know that that forehead, and he's got a very very unique face. I think. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, you think it'd be kind of easier because it's like you know exaggerated proportions and that kind of stuff, so it'd yeah. be quite easy to capture it in a distinctive way. But I just don't know why it's 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 kind of tricky. Yeah, there's a few of them that have got hard faces. I find. Um, I think Rowdy Roddy Piper is another one. Um, Bobby Heenan, you know, they're hard ones. Yeah. But other other ones are a lot easier, you know, the instantly recognisable, like you got a Macho Man Savage with your sunnies on and that sort of thing. That's easy, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and so that is that's something I definitely wanted to talk about today, like getting back to that instantly recognisable side of it. So yeah. one of the things I think is right about your art is it's obviously like a, a lot of them are, are quite expressive and like as real like ballsy like ballistic brush strokes kind of um kind of vibe but that being said you look at the scene that you've um painted you can instantly recognize you know right sometimes right down to the specific moment or match and and the characters like you just do such a great job of that like was that a process for you can you tell me a bit about that I think it's more more developed as I've gone. I mean, when I first started it all, I was sort of really trying with the whole realistic approach and that sort of thing. But now it's more like trying to capture the, the movement of the moment and the colours and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know what it is that... I mean, maybe it's, again, back to that period where it's just so iconic, especially for, like, your yeah. real wrestling nerds, but... You do such a great job of it. Thank you. Yeah, there's there's something so much fun about, like, 
making art of wrestling. Yeah. And I guess that's, like, the whole sort of thing I wanted to, to get this podcast going for, to, like, capture that, that fun vibe. And there, there's, like, a reason why it keeps us working in it. And it's a bit of a... Um, a community that's almost developed. I don't know if you've noticed like as much on uh, on on Instagram and stuff, but there there seems to be a whole bunch yeah. of rad talented people doing it these days. Yeah, well, the, we've just finished. Is it uh, Mudge J, JPG? That's a Sketchmania mm-hmm. for October. Did you do you take part in that or contribute? <sighs> Oh, I I find these days doing the the commitment of doing every one of those can be a, a heck of a, a responsibility. So I'll I'll sometimes dabble and do you know one here or there, some of those various October um, sketchtober kind of deals. But no, committing is is a, a big thing. How about you? Yeah. Oh no, like same sort of same sort of vibe. I can't commit to something like that. Like there's too much other stuff going on. But yeah, it's nice if you see a prompt and you can just sort of chuck something in there. Yeah, for sure. It can be fun to, to to have something where you're like, you know, not you don't really know what you're going to paint and then you have like something to just direct you or, you know, draw or whatever. It's it's great to have that sort of like starting impetus, I guess, to make you be like, Oh yeah, I could do something for that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. These these finisher ones that I'm working on at the moment, like there's just there's no end to the finishes, you know what I mean? Like there's just so many good moments in wrestling and it's like, yeah, I, I can't, I don't know when it's going to end. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's probably a good thing, right? Oh yeah. It's great. Like there's nothing worse than sitting in front of a bloody canvas with nothing on it and just sitting there like a fool. That's just a waste of time. You know, oh. I can't do it. The terror. There's nothing. I mean, I don't know about many of your listeners out there, but um, to me, there's nothing more terrifying than a, a blank canvas or a blank bit of paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, again, that's probably something that's so like right about wrestling that there's like so much source material, mm. different eras, different stuff. Even like if you're watching like current stuff, there's so many things. Or one of my favorite things is like there's a lot of great um, like historical wrestling photo um, Instagram accounts out there. So there's oh, yeah. just a gold mine of awesome scenes that I'm just like, I need to make an art of that. I need to make an art of that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I'm the same. Like the '80s wrestling page and all those, like, yeah, and they just they just feed you. Don't they? Mm. So, do you have much of like a sort of specific process in place of like gathering source material or planning out or you know having a list of like, oh, I got to do that, I got to do that, that kind of thing? Um, there is not really that much method to the madness. It's more, I just have. All, I'm just always looking for stuff that I like, you know what I mean? Whether it be wrestling or movies or whatever it is, I'm always just sort of looking for moments where I see and I just see it and I go, oh, that, there's a painting, you know what I mean? Like, and it, and it just clicks Yeah, I see it. And it's like sometimes quite obscure stuff, but it's still, you know you know what it is. And it's like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've always just got a bank i guess of <laughs> things that i want to paint like it's kind of endless yeah that's funny to hear because I'm, I'm the same i've basically just got a 
sort of organized chaos, like a um, I often screenshot stuff, so I just go through my camera roll and oh, it's all on there, you know. Yeah, that that's like that's the process. Like when I sit down and it's like I'll I'll prime be priming my canvases and that sort of thing, and then it's like how many going through the screenshots of different moments and all these different things, and it's like just whichever one sort of sings to you that day. It's like okay, <laughs> this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least for me, my uh, my ADD brain that that sort of works well with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I think all of our, our artists are a bit, bit that way with the old ADHD or whatever it is. I haven't been diagnosed or anything, but I'm sure they'll diagnose me <laughs> if I wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> it's it's like a weird. Um, almost like a, a connection point where it's like amongst wrestling fans and amongst art people, like you get a lot of the, the ADD, ADHD and almost like because of yeah. the two, it like creates this ultimate massive uh, meeting point. Yeah, definitely. So weird. Um, so like getting back to the start, in terms of like your art journey, you know, outside of wrestling, like how did how did that um, start, and and like what what was sort of the beginnings of your practice? Well, just always being a strange little kid who draws a lot, I guess, <laughs> you know. And then um, yeah, I, I went through a stage where I used to paint a lot, but it was just more just whatever's in my brain and that sort of thing. It was more for my own. Like, I don't know, therapeutic art, I guess you'd call it. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing really came of that. I mean, I don't even think the work was really that good. And then, um, yeah, I had a long break from the art, maybe 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, when my um, kids were born, I had a break because I just, yeah, kind of wanted to be there for their young years and that sort of thing. That makes sense. Yeah, and then now they're a bit older. It's like, oh, well, I've got some time to go on go and do that stuff again and that's where where i sort of started taking it a bit more seriously now taking it seriously like i mean you're uh doing some rad stuff at the moment man i'm like so stoked to to see it so when did the the momentum start i guess because i mean you put out a, a excellent amount of uh of, of work like your output is is pretty nuts so i mean with yeah. that part of it were you always like that or was it always so frequent no no when i used to make art it was more i'd be sitting and plotting away on a piece and that sort of thing but um no it's a lot more um i don't, I don't know if it's prolific or whatever you want to call it but yeah like um i, I think it's just that that never-ending just not not having that blank canvas moment, which I just don't have. I mean, I've, I've got like, I don't know, four paintings lined up in front of me that I, I want to get to, but I can't get to them. And other paintings that, you know, I've started and stopped and that sort of thing. So it's like... Right. So let me ask you, how many how many do you generally have on the go at a, any single time? Usually around five. But, yeah, just however many I'm sort of working on, but generally I'll do one piece and then finish it like, and then move on to the next on the smaller canvases sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
but the um yeah the bigger ones are a different sort of process it can be such a tricky thing having a for me at least having a painting going on for a long period of time for me it can lend to sort of sometimes overthinking and that kind of thing do you find um similar yeah definitely like and overworking and like and ruining it and hating it and then <laughs> drawing going nah fuck that I'm done (laughs) (laughs) especially um I find um I find commissions like taunting for some reason they just I don't know something about it that pressure Mm -hmm. now when you say taunting in in what way I just that that pressure to perform sort of thing that you've got to like, like I, I hate when someone, like I shouldn't say that, but when someone orders a painting and then you've got to send them through the picture and it's like, and you're just waiting for their response. Mm. It's like, and you're wondering if they're going to say, oh, I fucking hate it. <laughs> <You know what>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's but, the, the scariest moment, right? Where you're like, oh, do they like it? Yeah, but they obviously they like your shit because they like your shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, some people, I don't know, they like want this thing that you probably can never create for them anyway. So it's like, yeah, it, it's it's tough. But I try to not do a lot of commissions. I try to just sort of put out my own stuff and that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I, I do take them, but I, I just say, look, I do payment on completion. If you don't like it, don't pay for it, don't buy it. Like <laughs> That's the way I approach it and that way... I can do it like it's any other painting, and then once it's done, that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a that's a cool way to approach it. Actually, It'd probably take a. No, actually, I don't know. I'm trying to think, would it take away the pressure or make the pressure yeah, worse I, I, in it, some ways? <laughs> it's done because then it's like, well, if they don't like it, and if it's something, if they've commissioned something that's you know, realistically, someone else will buy it down the track. Then it's like, oh, that's cool. But if something really, really specific, then it's a little bit different, which, yeah, I try not to do that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can generally tell pretty early on with uh, commissions, like, how it's going to go based off of the, almost like the first um, first few interactions sometimes. Yeah, and the messages you get and, the, yeah, all that sort of thing. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Art customers are pretty strange, <laughs> it, but they're good. Yeah, I love <laughs> for sure. I mean, I um, yeah, just uh, value my um, yeah, commission customers like so much. Um, I, I feel like I'm generally quite lucky in in terms of it's exactly what you're saying. You know, people want your style, um, and yeah. they don't want you to to do something that that's not like that so um i think most of the time it's it's always quite a fun thing yeah your work's completely unique you know what i mean like anyone who orders they know what they're gonna get you know what i mean like (laughs) oh thank you um i it's yeah it's, it's a weird world i mean what you were saying about um the the getting to just do the pieces that you do and then people buying them that's yeah. the that's the dream, right? To just be able to do that for the most part. One hundred percent. Quit work, do that full time. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely a process though, and and working up to the the stage of sort of um, you know, being able to to do that, you know, as a yeah. as a you know, 
whether it's a, a, a side hustle or, or you know working towards it, it being a a main thing um i mean for yourself you're like i said you're doing some some really cool stuff um at the moment how did that look for you in terms of like i'd say you're you're pretty well known these days in the the wrestling art uh, bubble um like how what was there any like secrets to success to kind of get it to to where you are right now um yeah lots um no, I mean, that you're willing to like, share. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, no, like, um, send your paintings to famous people. <laughs> just do that. Don't charge them. Just send them. That's what I'd say. Like, yeah, if you're when you're at the start, you know what I mean? Because when famous people share your shit, lots of other eyes get on your shit, and then they buy your shit. <laughs> That's how it Absolutely. Works. You know what I mean? And it's like you've got to just take that little element of pride away because you're not – you're not the top dog yet. You're just, you're just still <laughs> that guy. You know, I'm still just this guy in a garage fucking painting wrestling all the time, you know? And if someone super fucking massive wants to, I don't give it, give like a lot of shit away for free or anything like that anymore. But at the start, definitely that was a lot of, you know, and I, I, well, I, I you know, and just, yeah. Send people uh, where you know it's going to be seen. Like that—that's a massive thing, I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess it can be tricky sometimes um, with those kind of things. Like, it, it's not like you can give something away and, and know for a fact that it's going to be, you know, shared in this way or that way. Um, it's always a little bit I, of a gamble, but it's definitely worthwhile gamble, I'd say. Definitely. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. When I was at the start of the wrestling art thing, it was the whole, um, all those wrestling art pages, like I'd send them my art, that sort of stuff. And that then you'd get like, because they would, they would want you to pay for promotion. Mm -hmm. The big pages with like hundreds and thousands of followers. I don't know if they're bots or real people, but those pages, like, yeah, they, they would want money or, but I'd just say I'd send your painting instead, and yeah, that worked out quite well. That would have brought in a shit ton of followers in the early days. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a good strategy for the for the beginning, I guess. Yeah, for Definitely. sure. I mean, and it's to me, it's always been sort of a even outside of the financial side of it. There's always sort of a um, an inherent compliment that someone would want to have your art in their house, you know, full stop, yeah. that they want to be around it, like, all the time. I always that, thought that's really cool. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. Sometimes you just sit there and you, I just think about all these paintings that are all over the world on walls, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, and that's only in five five or so years. It's crazy. It's so good. I, um, yeah. I mean, getting back to what you said before about the concept of giving away stuff for free the concept of you know sometimes you know might maybe overvaluing work depending on where you are in your your art career I guess but it it brings up an interesting thing to me of like so there's a weird difference point between I guess like a wrestling artist who are wanting to to make something work in a professional sense and fan artists who you know don't have any any intention of um 
you know, making a money or, or making a full-time income or a part-time income out of something. Um, yeah. And then potentially the, the, the murky in-between of those two things. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I used to have it in my bio that um, uh, blurring the lines between fan art and fine art. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, think, I think what we do is fine art. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it, like, down the track, people will look back and recognise this stuff. I, I, think, I think it just takes people a little while to catch on, especially the art world. I love that so much. Especially the Australian art world. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Let me me tell you, the amount of people, the chats that I've had over the years of like, oh, what kind of art do you do? It's like, oh, it's it's mostly um, sweaty, bulbous, bleeding wrestlers for the most part. Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I, I, I love that, the idea that maybe, maybe the world's just catching up. Yeah, I think. I mean, maybe it'll be an idiocracy or whatever, but <laughs> I still think it'll be great. Like, once they got galleries full of wrestling art, <laughs> you know, we're getting 10k a piece. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, please yeah. sign me up. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, in a way, it's almost like, kind of like the the trajectory of pop art as well, um, and because uh, I mean, wrestling in a in a sense, it's it's just culture really um but then yeah i find the sort of lowbrow highbrow mix part of it super interesting too yeah so do you have any thoughts on um i guess wrestling art or wrestling merch uh, merch design uh, obviously there's a, a lot of people in that world that are willing to you know do stuff for for free or most indie wrestlers, for example, don't have a tremendous amount of money um, to be paying yep. for that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, what are your kind of thoughts on um, on on merch design in that sense? Um, I, at the start, I used to be massive on it, and I really wanted to be a part of that whole thing and like be designing T-shirts and doing posters and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I've I've moved away from that dream completely. Like I just not really interested at all like the whole you know doing a official poster for wwe like it just doesn't like i I would be happy you know what i mean if they paid me for some of my art or whatever if they wanted something but on the same token it's just a boardroom full of guys isn't it you know what i mean in suits or something they're just dudes what the future of wwe is and I've paid WWF anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the, like the whole intellectual property, da da. It's like, fuck off. Like, you know, nah. Like, nah. I, yeah, I don't. I, I, like, I've been doing this stuff so long. The people who are there in those positions, they know I'm, I exist, I guess. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I would have had a call by now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So. I don't. I don't expect that call. So yeah, I, I, I'm happy taking my eye in the direction that it's going, which I think is a better direction than being a t-shirt designer or, or like the yeah. I like I love the work that people do, the illustrators and all that who do the stuff, a lot of the stuff for WWE. I do think there is a lot of good work out there. 
but on the same token, yeah, it's not my direction at all. Yeah, yeah, that's very fair. I think it's a bit of a divisive world. We explore a very different side of wrestling at the same time as well, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, like the, the, all, the, all the shoot stories, all the old school stuff, like, they, they don't want that stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, the, the weird, like, sometimes, yeah. uh, you know, not the the uh, clean, pastel, uh, happy kids version of wrestling that they like to present. I guess one of the other things that um, I was, was quite interested in was, uh, like, you mentioned the IP side of it. Right, so yeah, yeah. especially doing stuff of um, of of WWE or you know, I mean, I I still hate to say WWE. I'm going to be frank, WWF. Yeah, for sure. But so with these characters, these iconic characters that that we love mm-hmm. to to paint and and draw, um, and and to me, uh, same way as what you said to me, that that's fine art. Um, yeah. And that's just subject matter of a, of a painting in the same way that, you know, Andy Warhol uh, put, like, variety of, of people in, in a, um, a print and then sold it as, as art. Um, yep. Now, like, when it comes to WWE specifically, we know that they are, you know, sharks when it comes to IP. Yeah. Have you had much difficulty in, in that world of, of, you know, selling something that they would say, hey, or they may say, this, we, this is, we have rights to this, you can't sell this, you can't make money off of this IP? No. No, no I, and I think I'm lucky in that respect. I think the main way I've avoided it is by generally I haven't done prints mm-hmm. so they've all been one-off originals I only did like a series of prints recently and it was only like 10, 10 pieces or something but um, mainly that I'm not I'm not making merch like every everyone I do is just kind of a one-off original painting you know what I mean it's yeah. like, I think I think from a lawyer's point of view that's probably quite hard to approach it's like what are you going to do like have a whole team of lawyers against one guy for selling one painting or this painting, but I think, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Not, um, uh, yeah, a lot of it's about misrepresenting the brand, I guess, as well, that sort of stuff. But, yeah, I, I've, I've never heard from a lot of artists I know have and have had the old cease and desist and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it, it sucks. I mean, it, I guess... More, Sorry? More more people who are doing uh, like a lot of prints mm-hmm. is where they're um i don't know i guess they've probably got bots out there that are just looking for that looking for the hashtags and like trying to trying to get them you know what i mean yeah probably similar to the way they um they uh farm the youtube for any sort of wrestling that's up there and people who are posting matches from like 80s or 90s all japan are getting cease and desist from wwe <laughs> for some reason yeah exactly uh, yeah and some of these accounts are really good because they've got really good stuff on them and and then the next minute they're just gone because they can't do it anymore they get shut down it's heartbreaking because it's like these people aren't yeah. doing this like for money. These people are doing it for like a passion of like preserving history. And mm-hmm. yeah, oh, I hate it so much. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Yeah, it's just, yeah, like, like uh, I know, I, I like to say it's fine art, not, not fan art, but um, at the same time, it is, it is fandom, you know. We are all fans, and we are just trying to, bloody share something that we love and everyone just enjoy it you know but they they just yeah again it's just that table full of fucking guys in suits who don't give a shit about art they care about money and business and that's it yep 100 percent. yeah <laughs> so on the on the flip side of it one of the like out of this world cool things that I saw you um posted was can you please tell me about this commission piece that you got for American rapper West Side Gun and <laughs> SD Knack with this yeah. tremendous Knacksaw Jim Duggan piece. What? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like he just messaged me out of the well He's been, you know, we've sort of messaged here and there because he's a massive wrestling fan, you know, that. Like, he's always sort of front row at the big events and that sort of thing. Mm. So, yeah, been kind of back and forth, you know. He's, like, kind of said, oh, I want to buy some pieces, blah, blah, but never really eventuated. And then, um, yeah, he was, um, he's like, I'm doing this um, album. uh, It's called Naxor. And that's all he told me. I mean, I didn't even know who Este Mac was, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, okay, Naxor. And he's like, yeah, like Naxor, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan sort of thing. Can you do a Jim Duggan painting, like, the way you do, but, like, the way you can't really sort of tell who they are? So, I don't know, maybe he's trying to get around the IP stuff as well, because I know... Right. I don't know if you know his albums and that, like, all the early stuff was... Um, like he would use samples of like wrestlers and all that sort of stuff and the covers and all that. Oh, like cool. Pictures of them. And yeah, well, no, not cool because WWE came after him and they, most of his, a lot of his back catalog, all of that shit's removed. So the songs where there's meant, yeah, there's meant to be like wrestling samples and all that sort of shit and it's just not in there anymore. And it's like, yeah, they like, yeah. They fucked his music up a little bit there, I think. And it just, not cool. Not That's cool fucking so with shit. That That's like so shit yeah, and short sighted <laughs> because it promotes their product 
by him mm-hmm. like doing that and making it fucking cool, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's what I like. I, when I I messaged him, I said they should just do a fucking like a rap wrestling connection, like in the eighties when they had the rock and wrestling connection, have him fucking in there somehow, you know? Like I don't know, like just it doesn't make sense the way that they treat artists. Like they just they ha- they have no fucking idea. Those guys in suits again. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, yeah. So he's yeah he messaged me. yeah. So I I did. I mean I, I'm sure there was probably other artists. Um, putting pieces forward and all that. I think there's a whole, you know, community of artists in the hip hop art world now. That, and anytime there's an album coming out, they're all just they're putting their best foot forward, sort of thing. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, he he liked it. He was he I sent him the piece, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm fucking with that." I'm like, cool. <laughs> I love <laughs> that so it. much. <laughs> yeah. Nah. And amazing for me because Hacksaw was my favorite when I was a kid. Like, yeah, the whole thing just, yeah, just, it was fucking amazing. It was just a really good thing to happen this year. Like, yeah, I'm, I was fucking stoked. Oh, and, for and it sure. was a sick album. Did you listen to the album? I did not. I, I would like to, though. I, I fuck a little bit with rap. You've got to give it a list. He's got like a um, Tucker Carlson, um, like, sample at the start mm-hmm. and that sort of shit. And, like the the hacksaw thing really is a part of it as well, which is just really cool. All right, and yeah, and hack, hacksaw himself even on it. <laughs> okay, I am sold. I am definitely checking this out. I um, yeah. I it's funny you so say was... hacks like being a fan of hacksaw. Um, my first official memory of watching wrestling as a kid. Um, I don't know, like WWF superstars must have been on on one of the network channels back in the day, and I distinctly remember a match between a gigantic sumo wrestler and some strange American wrestler who had a piece of wood that he was hitting him with. <laughs> so obviously Hacksaw and um, Yokozuna from back in the day. Oh, but I, I discovered this and I was just like, what is this amazing world? I want more. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so good and yeah Duggan's then I've you know as I've grown up a bit more I've just absolutely love all of Duggan's stuff in um in Mid-South as well so rad yeah yeah he's just a legend absolute legend I'm glad he's still around <laughs> for sure so great well um I have been stoked with this chat dude um <laughs> thank you so much yeah no worries it's good talking to you yeah, yeah, likewise. I'm really um, having fun with this, like, wrestling artist to, to wrestling artist thing. This is exactly what I was hoping for. I'm loving it. Yeah. Uh, how, how many do you think you'll do? I am sort of just keeping it as, like, an indefinite kind of thing. We'll see how we go. Like, I'm kind of um, doing the um, interchanging them, so... Every fortnight, um, I'm kind of looking to to have a, a new um, wrestling art curator episode up, and then interchanging them with the uh, um, kind of mini episodes where we we talk more about my uh, my match of the week. Um, that'll be with sort of like a, a rotating cast of whoever I can um, can wrangle on to to do this thing. But yeah, we'll just see how we go with it. It's uh, it's fun. Yeah. You have other favorite wrestling artists like if there was a um you know in the old days they had the uh pwi 
pro wrestling illustrated like top 10 wrestlers you got a top 10 Ooh, put me on the spot but yeah i love this um i one of my favorites that i've been following for um quite a while is a dude called um uh, jackson zorn i'm not sure you're familiar with jedi jack yeti oh yeah no 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 jedi jack yeti he's a legend yeah, he um a rad uh, artist out of uh, Texas um, back a million years ago when we did the uh, Grown Men Watch This Shit podcast. Um, we, we had him on um, and just had a great chat. And he's just one of those dudes that you sort of like stay in, um, in contact with and have a message here or there every now and then. And um, he's always yeah. doing really, really cool stuff. So, yeah, definitely yep. love him. His early work, the... Um... Remember that Andre piece he did? Oh, yes. So Where, iconic. And its head was, like, split in half. It, that sort of thing just really inspired a lot of me taking things in a different direction. It was probably him, and I'm not, not sure if you know of Hul, Hulk Hogan. Oh, like, I stop. do indeed. Big fan yeah, of, yeah. Uh, of Hulk Hogan. Um, if you're a fan yeah. of that, maybe uh, keep keep your eyes on uh, the, uh, the podcast yeah. for the future. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, those guys like um, sort of, yeah, inspired a lot of me taking stuff in a different direction from that um, kind of boring realism to, I don't know, even like mixing like um, Renaissance art with wrestling, mm. that sort of thing. Like, yeah. So interesting. There's like just so much yeah. creativity that you can do with it, you know, it's sort of like a base medium. And you don't, that's a big thing for myself as well, you know, like that discovery point where you're like, I don't just have to, you know, re-illustrate this, this match or whatever. I can do all sorts of stuff. There's like no limit yeah. to, to what you can do. Yeah, no, definitely. Like even, um, yeah, now like I, I'm doing these finishes series, but I'll just change their costumes to costumes that I preferred and that sort of thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, there's a funny fine line. Sometimes I get really neurotic if, um, like, I'm illustrating a match, you know, like especially when I was doing the um, the, the Way of the Blade um, book with the 100 of uh, Phil Schneider's favourite 100 bloody wrestling matches. There was a part of yeah. me where it's like, you know, the, the authenticity level where you have to capture certain things and then that weird yeah. point of like authenticity versus um you know creative license was always a weird yeah. weird thing for me but it's funny you bring that up no um you know wrestling wrestling nerds are going to come down hard on your ass <laughs> <laughs> if, if you if you put something wrong on that it's like nah this is not how it was it was this date and that date and fucking rah rah you know like they 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 are brutal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I simultaneously love them and hate them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, they're art collectors, but they're figure collectors as well, so they're always looking for a hassle. Can oh, I get yeah. a, a little bit deeper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm guilty myself on on that front. I have like a few um, mm. wrestling tattoos, but more like kind of. Uh, you know, different takes on them. Um, one of my things, like, my favourite luchador of all time is uh, Blue Panther. Um, and so I got like a, you know, the traditional kind of like Black Panther, um, traditional American tattoo style panther. I got that with like a Blue Panther lucha mask on it. Um, and the the artist um, in question, uh, Stephanie Tamez, rad tattoo artist in, uh, in Brooklyn, um, 
she did the the first draw up on it and she took a little bit of like uh you know creative liberty with the blue panther mask for the first round and i was like a bit where i was like i i really like what you did there but like you can't we have to bring it back to be a bit more traditional blue panther please (laughs) yeah yeah no it's got you've got to know what it is at the same time yeah you can't take it out too far and that's exactly what you what we're saying from about your style and like knowing that point of i guess what makes something iconic i guess yeah yeah definitely and recognizable definitely do you do a lot of outside of wrestling or i yeah i do i do a bit um sort of more uh culty kind of kind of things it's funny that um the non-wrestling stuff that i see you do like pretty much all of the stuff i'm like oh goodfellas i bloody love goodfellas or like the you know tarantino movie kind of stuff or like pulp fiction or anything like that like i'm a sucker for all of that stuff yeah i was looking at your stuff before um, I saw you did a Pulp Fiction piece and that sort of thing. I was just wondering how much other... It was funny that it's all, yeah, definitely the same same sort of um, taste in art and film and all that sort of thing. It's so funny, isn't it? Like, just never mm-hmm. never having met one another and then you just sometimes have so much in common. It's wild. Definitely. Yeah, I, um, I always find it's a weird, blurred line. Like... Um, when I do uh, solo art shows, for example, I find a point where obviously most of it is going to be my weird wrestling kind of shit, but there's a point where I want to offer some stuff for, you know, outside of the wrestling bubble for people too. So I'll like always be like, oh, you know, I'll chuck some, some stuff that people will get, you know, be it like a you know, culty movie reference kind of thing generally is the, the thing. Always seems to either be like, you know, Tarantino movie or like Big Lebowski or like something like that. Um, but yeah, at, at some point I'll probably have to do like a full on Big Lebowski show. That'd be rad. But yeah, it's always a fine line. How do you, how do you kind of like balance it out? Um, well, yeah, just, I just gotta, I gotta keep the wrestling stuff coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know, your that. audience at the same time, it's like, yeah, I, I love doing Goodfellas paintings. Like I just think. It's just such a classic movie. And same with Pulp Fiction and that sort of thing. Even Reservoir Dogs. Like, yeah, I just, I, I want to do more of that as well, you know. And Scarface and all that sort of thing. Like, oh, all the classics. Man, preaching to the choir. I love all of the things that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we close it out, can I, have you seen um, the, uh, speaking of Scorsese movies, The Killers of the Flower Moon yet? No, I haven't. Oh, well, would recommend. I, I absolutely adored it. So please, uh, when you see it, please or, uh, swing me a, a well, message and let me know your thoughts. Yeah, because I saw a friend the other day who I thought had good taste and he said he'd seen it and he said, just wait for DVD or something. I was like, oh, wow. Easy. But I, 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 I half watched The Irishman and I didn't enjoy it. So I don't know if that gauges anything but yeah i didn't i didn't finish the irishman and found it too long and just lost interest have you seen the Irishman? uh i have i'm like a scorsese nerd to the point where i was in japan um when it came out 
and I was like, I have to see all the Scorsese movies in the movies, in the cinema. Um, so I, like, had to go to this, like, film festival screening of it and had to pay, like, absurd money to see it, like, from secondary market, like, tickets. <laughs> um, I I loved it, but, um, yeah, I could definitely understand. It's a bit of a slow burn kind of one, um, and depending on how much you like sort of, like, long movies where it's, like, kind of, you know, takes a while. To, to get stuff going. I could understand people not being their cup of tea for sure. I think it's probably the, um, the ADHD and the patience thing <laughs> as well. I even find it hard to watch movies these days. Like, Especially when you're making art, you get so much more from making art than you do from watching art, I guess, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know. For me, I have a weird thing with my ADD where when I watch a movie, especially like a long movie, it can be like a really slow kind of one. But if I've like committed to it in my head, that is the only thing in the world for me while it's gone. So I have like this level of hyper focus that's just on this movie. and I can't have any distractions, have to watch it in one sitting. I'm such a weirdo when it comes to that stuff. Awesome. <laughs> yeah well uh, thank you so much for coming on the show man i just wanted to um uh, what what do you want to plug oh no nothing <laughs> <laughs> uh, go, go to my store buy my paintings check out my instagram i don't know or or don't that's what i say like if you like it buy it if you don't don't like i don't know <laughs> yeah i think yeah, that's i'm great. no style. i'm no salesman at all <laughs> Well, that is funny to hear because, like, looking at your your shit and how well it's doing, I'd assume that you're just like a mad hustler and like salesman. But yeah, I I do all right. right. (laughs) Nice man. Well, thanks again. Really appreciate you uh, having you on. Um, And yeah, maybe we'll uh, chat again for a, a part two down the road somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Happy to talk anytime. Pleasure meeting you. Awesome, you too, dude. All right, take it easy. Thank you so much. Awesome, Chris. Thank you. Take it easy, bro. All right. Thank you so much, Sam Evans. That was that was just delightful. What a lovely chat. I, uh, I really want to listen to this interview, this podcast going forward. <laughs> Um, but no thank you uh so much uh, to all your listeners out there for sticking it out listening to that chat you get what i mean it was it was a fun time i uh, think we got to some some really good stuff um especially like some of those, those tips on on getting your art out there uh as a, you know that sort of like a growing level of, of being a wrestling artist or artist in general i guess uh but yeah i thought that was, that was really good rad dude sam evans and they're just so weird that we have so much in common definitely definitely have to have him back on the show in the future but yeah everyone make sure you uh check him out give him a follow uh perhaps even buy some of his rad art I love it. Um, I uh, also obviously want to thank the the team at uh, Social Suplex, uh, keeping our lights on here, giving us the opportunity to do this uh, this extremely niche 
podcast about wrestling art. Um, but you can check out socialsuplex.com. We've got a variety of other rad wrestling podcasts, uh, like One Nation Radio, a New Japan podcast, Keeping It Strong Style. Uh, even got a, a All Elite Wrestling podcast. Uh, great stuff over there. Um, you can check out more of uh, of my stuff. Uh, you know, unlike Sam, I I will definitely do some plug skis here. Uh, but check out ChrisThings.com.au. Uh, that's my website. That's where I got all my uh, my art prints. You got original art. Uh, you can even get my shit on mugs. Uh, some t-shirts, calendars, it's a, it's a whole bunch of stuff. You can also check me out on uh, Instagram. That's where most of my uh, art stuff gets posted uh, at Chris Things. Uh, Chris Things on Twitter as well. And it's those places where you can also keep up with when the new episodes of this show are coming out. So, yeah, I'm thinking generally speaking we'll do one of these um uh, wrestling art curator episodes every fortnight uh and then we'll have our, our weekly uh match of the week episodes but, but we'll see how we go you know it's a work in progress we'll fine tune uh but yeah most of all i, I just want to say you know if you all are three episodes deep you've committed this much time to listen to my voice mm. in your little ear holes I uh, I think that's just delightful and it, it means a whole lot and I I just wanted to say I uh, in in a very very deep and real way just actually love each and every one of you I uh, I, I really appreciate it thanks so much guys uh, but that's it for this week I will I will see you next week uh, thanks again thanks for tuning in bye. I knew that I had-